Thank you. You may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you. Hallelujah. Good morning. I'm joining you under the same atmosphere. God's word has the ability to quicken us spiritually. Tell your neighbor, God's word has ability. Ability to quicken us spiritually. Because God's word is spirit. Because it's spirit, that is why he has that enablement. It's not just a matter of Jesus. No, no, no. It's beyond that. It's beyond that. When you speak it, it goes. It cannot stay in your lips. It goes and do it. Say, let there be lie. You see the lie. Because it has ability to quicken us spiritually. Let's quickly look at the book of uh, John 6. The book of John 6. Let's quickly look at the verse 63 there. It said, The Spirit gives life, and the flesh counts for nothing. The Spirit gives life, and the flesh counts for what? For nothing. The words I have spoke to you, they are full of the Spirit. This means the word of God has the ability to quicken us spiritually. The word of God is a spirit. It's a spirit that has the ability to develop a force, spiritual force within our hearts called faith. The spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. That is, the spirit gives being, the flesh counts for nothing. And the way I have spoke to you, they are full of the spirit and lie. This means the word of God is not just word. That's Bible language and the, the language of today. The word of God is spirit, has the ability to develop a spiritual force within our hearts called faith. What we call faith is something that develops within our hearts. Take note of that. It's not just faith in faith. Faith in this, faith in that. We talk of faith in the word of God. Faith in the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ. What we call faith in Christ, faith in the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ, is something that develops within our heart. What we call faith, because there are faith. Faith in faith, faith in this, faith in that, faith in yourself. The word we use out there, we use the word faith. Just like a literal word, oh, there are more to that. And say, oh, no, no, I'll do the job by faith. No, 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 that is not the kind of faith we are talking here. By faith, it will, it will work. No, that is not the kind of faith we talk about. What we call Bible faith is something that develops within our hearts. 
a spiritual force that develops within our hearts. How does this develop? If you pay attention to the word, that is, if you pay attention to God's word, I mean, if you pay attention to God, you will find that faith comes spontaneously, that is naturally. If you pay attention, when I say attention, not this kind of attention, they say attention, not, not that kind of attention. The attention I'm talking about with all your heart. If you pay attention to God's will, how do we pay attention? By looking at God, by looking on God, by meditating on, on the world. By looking at God, by looking on God, by meditating on the way. How do you meditate on the way? If I say, the more you think, I'm talking of meditation. The more you think, it's more than thinking. When I say the more you think, it's no longer on your situation, on God. The more you think, about what you read, what you see around, what you hear, the more you become familiar to his voice. Take note of that. When I say, the more you think, I mean meditation. The more you think, I'm talking of meditation. Before you can get to meditation, it must be think, 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 think. That is meditation. Think, 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 think. Not mm, think, situation. More thing is no longer your situation. More thing is no longer your situation on God. Faith comes spontaneously. That's naturally. This is why you cannot have faith when you read your Bible the way you read your literature. When you read your Bible the way you read your chemistry, physics, you cannot have faith. Because faith comes spontaneously. This is why you cannot have faith when you commit what you read on memory. You memorize your Bible it's good to memorize, it's valuable, but it must be part of you, an integral part of you. It's good to memorize. When you memorize Bible, it's like store water in your mouth that you want to drink. You store the water in your mouth without swallowing it. It's waste. If water remains in your mouth without swallow, it's waste. So in the same day, when you memorize Bible without allow this to be part of you, 
to be integral part of you is waste. You read your Bible, you begin to memorize the verses. We memorize our Bible to preach it, to teach it, not to live it. But to live the Bible is to allow this to be integral part of us. Faith originates from God. It originates from who? God. It does not originate from ourselves. This is why when you look around, look at yourself, look everywhere, you can't find faith. You just look around, look at yourself. You can't find faith. Once you realize that God is reliable, faith comes. Ah! God is great. It brings faith. A slot of faith. Ah! How does this happen? Oh, God. God is great. God is reliable. Hmm. It gave you a slot of faith. You begin to develop that faith, and faith begins to grow more another time. I'm here. Glory be to God. It can only be God. Another plot of faith. Your faith is growing gradually. It comes spontaneously. This is why the theologian, many authors of the Bible, they have no faith. Many Bible you have, their authors have no faith. They are educated, well educated. They are the author, but they have no faith. That you have Bible does not mean you have faith. That you are a Christian, as you claim, does not mean you have faith. That you are a bishop does not mean you have faith. That you are a prophet does not mean you have faith. That you know Jesus does not mean you have faith. Until Jesus know you. Tell your neighbor that you know Jesus does not mean you have faith in Jesus until Jesus know you. Yes, that you know Jesus, you preach Jesus, and people can see you are a good preacher. You know Jesus, you preach him, does not mean you have faith until Jesus know you. Jesus can only know us by his faith, not by our faith, by his obedience, not by our obedience, by his humility, not by our humility. You see people very humble, very humble, very simple, but it's not of God. You can see people very faithful. To you, it's very faithful, but not of God. People can be very obedient, very, very obedient to you, very obedient. You are an obedient child, but not of God. The Bible said it. It said, this I have given you, not as the work gives them. It means everything Jesus has given, the work can also give the same, but with condition. But if you don't look at it very well, you may not know the difference.
This is why today we don't know the difference between this and that. When it comes to things of the Spirit, we are ignorant. This I have given you, not as the word give them. It means all what Jesus has given us to, the word too can also. But with different. What is different? The different is the end. Beginning may look similar. The middle may look similar. But the end always different. The end proves different. The beginning some look similar. You may ignorantly not know the difference. The middle, at the same time, you may ignorantly not know the difference because we are desperate. Because of our desperation, we don't know the difference. Desperate to be this, desperate to be that, desperate to get there. We don't mind how it come, how it looks, since he gave you the same thing. If what you are doing, the end is not going to be good, it has no meaning. It's better not to do it at all. We have seen the end of many. Beginning, flourish, middle seems to flourish, but the end, crying, lamenting, sorrow. Our end should not end when we pass on to glory. Our work should not end when we end the journey. If not, no one will remember you. You are living, but the children are yet unborn to remember that someone lived before. But when there's no record again, once the journey ends and your record ends, of what value, if all the efforts of apostles end at their time, people like me will not be here today. They paid supreme price to bring the gospel. Because the gospel was not end at their time, at the end of their journey. This is why people like me stay here today, to preach the gospel. What are you doing that you sure and you believe it will not end when your journey ends? What are you doing? Ask your neighbor, what are you doing now? that will not end when your journey ends. What are you doing? Ask your neighbor, what are you doing that children yet unborn will live to see? Ask your neighbor again. That is a question for you to answer. What are you doing that children yet unborn will live to see when you end up your journey? The children yet unborn, just like opposed to, we are children yet unborn at their time. Today we are seeing, we are enjoying the price they paid. The war faith led us to this, that faith comes spontaneously. Not the work of reading, or the work of righteousness, the work of sweat, or whatever you have done that brings faith. It comes 
spontaneously, naturally. This is why you cannot receive that faith when you read your Bible the way you read your literature. This is why it's difficult for someone to acquire faith after finishing the theology school. It's very difficult. You acquire that knowledge, but that faith is always difficult to acquire. When you read your Bible the way you read your literature, you cannot smile the faith we are talking about. Because, like I have said, what we call faith is something that has ability to develop a spiritual force within our hearts. It's beyond ordinary reading. It must be reading with devotion. It must be reading with what? With devotion. Tell your neighbor, it's beyond ordinary reading. It must be reading with devotion. Quality time is what we call when I say read something with devotion means read with quality time, good time, not waste time. You know, we read our Bible at wasted time. We don't have anything to do. A time we don't value when we are tired. But the Bible must be read quality time, your best time, cherished time. Not time you are tired, you don't have anything to do, you're about to sleep. No! So that your spirit can be at its best. When your spirit is not at its best and you are reading your Bible, you are wasting your time. Your spirit must be at its best. Because when your spirit is not at its best, you cannot meditate. You can only think. We think when our spirit is not at its best. But we meditate when our spirit is at its best. You understand the word spirit be at its best? When there's no burden, you know, when there's so much burden on us, you are worried, so much burden. Weigh on your spirit. If your spirit is not at its best, it cannot attract the Spirit of God. If your spirit is not at its best, it cannot attract what? It cannot attract the Spirit of God. Your spirit must be at its best to attract the Spirit of God. That is, when your spirit is free. That is what I mean. For our spirit to be at its best means free, free spirit. When you don't think of anything, you are relaxed. You just look at yourself, you smile. Not looking at yourself and crying. You know, oftentimes you look at yourself, you cry. You may not necessarily cry, but you feel so disgusting. You hate yourself. Free spirit. Let someone say free spirit. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. Can you tell me? When often you have free spirit? Do you actually have free spirit before? Oh, because it's difficult. Because you have so much to think about. So much. So much. You can only have free spirit when you start your thinking by this. 
if today is my last day on earth, what is? Start your thinking from there. Start your thinking from where? To have free spirit, you must start your thinking by this way. If today is my last day on this earth, what would they remember me for? Once you start your thinking like that, you'll find yourself think the more, the more, the more. Now meditation comes. That thinking alone, you will never ever think of your situation. It does not attract your situation. So when you now come to that understanding that if today is your last day on earth, what is? You also come to understand what free spirit means. You need free spirit to have faith. When your spirit is at its best, yes, you are smiling faith of God. Mm. That is, so when your spirit is at its best, mean free spirit, then you can attract the spirit of God. He joined himself to our spirit to declare us we are child of God. He joined himself to our spirit to heal us. He joined himself to our spirit to deliver us. I'm sick, I'm sick. In Jesus' name, be healed, be healed, and you are healed. It means the Spirit of God joined himself to your spirit to heal you. For the Spirit to join himself to your spirit, your spirit must be free. And when it's free, then it attracts the Spirit of God. But when it's not free and it's embodied, trouble, then it attracts this evil spirit. Tell your neighbor, will you allow free spirit? It is your duty to do that. Jesus will not come to do that for you. It is your role to do that before the Spirit of God comes. Jesus will not come to give you free spirit. It is your duty to allow this. You just have to put everything behind you. Let your past pass and move forward. And know that there is no one without limitation. No one without limitation. If you say you have problems, there is no one without limitation. You may have problems, you may have sickness. Other people too, they have another problem. There is no one on this earth, even including T.B. Joshua. No one without limitation. When you know that there is no one without limitation, you allow free spirit. There's no one without limitation. Tell your neighbor. I can hear you. I can hear you. Yes. This limitation makes our journey more valuable, more interesting. More interesting. Limitation makes our Christian life more interesting, more valuable. I'm a Christian without limitation. You are not a Christian. Limitation will continue to draw you closer to God. Fast the more, pray the more, seek his face the more. Limitation make us pay attention to God. Tell your neighbor, my limitation make me pay attention to God. The more I pray, the more I seek his face, 
Without limitation, <laughs> there is no need of attention. What brought you here today? I'm very sure your coming here is not out of comfort, out of pleasure, out of abundant blessing. Without limitation, your faith is not real faith. Tell your neighbor, without limitation, my faith is no real faith. So faith work on limitation. Limitation make our faith more valuable. What is your limitation? Ask your neighbor. Ask your neighbor. You can be kind enough to tell your neighbor your limitation. Can you be kind enough? Can you be kind enough to tell your neighbor your limitation? Tell your neighbor, can you be kind enough to tell me your limitation? Ask your neighbor, can you be kind enough to tell me your limitation? Let me tell you, if any of your neighbor tell you his or a limitation, that is not limitation. Limitation is something you will never discuss with anyone. When you tell your neighbor, this is my limitation, it's not limitation, it's your situation. If anybody says, no, limitation is this. It has not told you the limitation, it's only telling you situation. Limitation is something that when you are praying to God to remove that limitation, you'll be looking around. <laughs> if somebody knocked the door, <laughs> Can you be kind enough and tell me your limitation? You will tell me your situation. Eh? Limitation is what actually limits you from eating with Jesus on the table. From kissing Jesus, you can kiss him. From understanding his voice, you don't understand his voice. When you dream, you don't know whether it's a real dream or a nightmare. We don't understand his voice. We are not familiar to his voice. If you're familiar to God's voice, you know when Satan is talking and when God is talking. Voices is always in your heart. You know, I say, Faith has ability to develop a spiritual force within our hearts. Like you are listening to me now, the world will continue to develop a force within your heart. Within your heart, you just find that uh, you find yourself being transformed. That is faith. It has ability to develop a spiritual force within our heart called faith. There are more when the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. It's not end by saying faith comes by hearing. To hear the word of faith, one must pay attention. To pay attention is to look at God, look on God. Meditate on the word. Look at God. Look on God. Meditate on the word. How can we look at God? 
I mean when you are listening to the ministers of God? All attention with all your heart. You have to pray along. Like you are looking at me, you have to pray along to understand. It's not just looking at me to understand. You have to begin to pray along. God, give me a hearing heart. Give me a hearing heart. Lord Jesus, give me a hearing heart. Why you listen to the word? Give me a hearing heart. A hearing heart. When the ministers of God is preaching or you are right at home, listen to the Christian channel. You just turn and say, Lord, give me a hearing heart. A hearing heart. A hearing heart. A hearing heart. Because what you hear must go to your heart. Because the word of faith you hear is a spiritual force within your heart. When you pray along like that, when you listen to the word, you have a breakthrough. It comes spontaneously. It just comes. Because this very body cannot hear the word of faith. There's so much to think about. Body. Our spirit is in prison. Our heart is in prison. You need a free spirit to hear the word of faith. Give me a hearing heart. Give me a hearing heart. Give me a hearing heart. That should be your prayer now. You begin to fire on. Give me a hearing heart. Give me a hearing heart. So don't wait until we say, let us pray. No, your life should depend on that. Give me a hearing heart. A hearing heart. May God bless his word. Hallelujah.